Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. This is Willie Crawford, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of The Business of Internet Marketing. I'm joined today by my co-host, Hattie Olivi, uh, joining us all the way from London, England. Hattie, welcome. Thank you, Mr. Crawford, and welcome to our listeners as well. Thank you. And today we have a, a great show in store for you guys. Uh, the topic or the theme is breaking through to the booming business and life of your dreams. And we'll basically be looking at, at making major breakthroughs in your business and your personal life. And for that, we have two special guests today. Um, one is Catherine Storing, and the other is Daphne Clark Hudson. Uh, Catherine was born and raised in the Dominican Republic, which is the land of beautiful beaches friendly people, and gorgeous women with dangerous curves. However, she didn't fit in. Her hair was too curly, her legs too lanky, and her mouth was too big and opinionated. Every day she wished to be accepted, and as she was, despite uh, not looking like a typical Dominican woman. And Catherine's journey of self-discovery not only gave her the ability to see beauty in others, but also guide others through the process of finding their own beauty and strength. What differentiates Catherine from other stylists is her ability to see women's inner beauty. Every woman is beautiful. They just need a gentle and loving guidance. And that's Catherine saying it as the confidence-building coach. Catherine's very uh, passionate about strengthening, heightening, and amplifying women's confidence because she knows firsthand that confidence is a game-changer, the driving force of every driven and successful woman. Our second special guest is Dr. Daphne Hudson, whom I've known for quite a while. Uh, hold on to your hats. Uh, Dr. Daphne's presence goes way beyond a nationally recognized empowerment specialist and professional keynote presenter. Sure, she's an insightful author with multiple accredited works and award-winning and vibrant TV and radio personality and a certified transformational coach with over 20 years' experience helping others create the lives they envision. And yes, she brings a whole world of insight to any table, but more importantly, Dr. Daphne is a warm, bright inspiration, a powerful visionary who guides today's leaders true and empowers tomorrow's to, to, to fulfill their life purpose with hope, enthusiasm, and resilience. Ladies, welcome to the show. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. much, Willie. It's an honor to be here and a pleasure to meet your amazing co host. And Hattie, I suppose the best way for us to handle this is to uh, toss a question out there and uh, let uh, Dr. Daphne or Catherine, uh, you know, field the question or the topic, and from there uh, we just, you know, play it by ear. It's, it's going to be sort of conversational, uh, and we do have people joining us, hopefully in the chat room and uh, via phone. Uh, if you're on the phones, uh, or if you want to dial in by phone and you're in the chat room, the number to dial in by phone is 347-215-8784. That's 347-215-8784. And if you want to speak, you can raise your hand. There should be controls that show you how to do that. And if you want to just you know listen, that's fine, too. If you have something to say, you're also free just to type it in the chat room. I'll be monitoring that throughout the show, and uh, I'll bring those into the conversation, your remarks enter the conversation. And with that, uh, are you uh, young ladies ready to roll? Yes, sir. We are ready to rock and roll. Yes, yes, we are. Excellent. Okay, uh, what I've noticed and what a lot of us notice is that many of us uh, who are somewhat successful, uh, we seem to hit a ceiling. You know, we, we, we have success, but we don't have the level of success that we hope for. We just sort of plateau there. Uh, how, how do we uh, or can we avoid that? Okay, uh, this is uh, Dr. Daphne. Thank you, Willie, for such a warm welcome. Yes, Thank you, Daphne. Yes, we can avoid it. However, as you are so uh, fully aware, Willie, many entrepreneurs and small business people are not avoiding it because we do not prepare ourselves. 
a lot of us are held hostages by adversities of our past and early programming when we are told that we will, we will not become anything. Boys normally hear you just like your father. And although that young boy heard that at age four, he's now 44, a successful entrepreneur, yet he's at that what you call a ceiling and he can't move past that. And I, I want to ask my, my co-creator and colleague um, if she has something that she wants to add to what I've just said. Yeah, thank you so much, Daphne. I appreciate that. And you are absolutely right. It is so easy to believe what we have been told. I don't know if you ever talked to first graders or even uh, kindergartners and you ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they never say, I want to be a middle-level accountant. I want to be a clerk. I want to work at McDonald's. No, they want to be Superman. They want to be a president or the president of the United States. They have big dreams. And as we get older, that's when we start limiting ourselves and thinking, I have to be reasonable. I have to aim for things that are feasible. When in reality, uh, as I say on, on my first book, Dream Big, we have to, our dreams should scare us because that's the only way that we're going to achieve bigger things when we actually start aiming from the, for the, for the stars. Because what happens is um, if you don't get there, you're at least up there, right? That's right. That's right. Excellent. Excellent. So how do our, our experiences in the past uh, play into then uh, our achieving what we really believe we can do, what we really believe we want to do? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, and I think, um, this is Catherine again, um, they can be both positive or negative, depending on what the experiences were. If you grew up in a household that was very encouraging, that you were always um, encouraged to, to pursue different things, and if you didn't do well, they didn't say, oh, that, you know, you did a bad job, but they say, hey, you get some experience, continue to try again. Uh, so you're going you're gonna to grow up thinking um, things might not be go perfect all the time, but I should continue to try. But on the flip side, if you grew up in an, in an environment where everything was very difficult and you shouldn't try things because you might get hurt, you might fail, when you grow up, you're going to be timid at best trying to, to get out of that mold and they're just going to go for things that are, quote, unquote, attainable. What do you think, Daphne? You know, Willie, uh, thanks, Catherine. Uh, Willie, what I have found out over these many years that I've been on this journey, one of the toughest things to get my clients to understand that that thing that is holding them from their success is on the inside of them and not on the outside. Because every last one of the clients, both genders, male and female, always want to point the finger at someone or something on the outside. And it's like I have to approach it in a way where I begin to peel the onion bulb back with them. And I can remember one lady, Willie, took us back to age eight when something happened in her life and she was told in a situation that she was less than. And there I was, working with her at age 55, and she was held back by that one thing. So we just have to inside of us that is hindering our progress. And put aside what's on the... You might want to adjust the, the mics uh, just from your, your mouth. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. I am saying that people should not focus on paying so much attention on what's on the outside because what's on the outside is really not demon. The demon at which... Those demons, because it has crutches of excuses 
and and ways of procrastination for too long. So it is so fearful for them to say, "Oh no, I can't let it go." It's it's like their crutch. So, so you're really saying? Different. Go ahead. Sorry. Thank you, Mr. Paul. That's a really interesting point. Um, the question I was going to ask is, is there a particular trigger point at which that kicks in? You know, when people start out in business, there's that enthusiasm and that life. From Based on your experience, at what point do those beliefs start to kick in? You know, thank you very much for that question. Excellent question. The minute... They make the decision that I want to do something different. And those non-beliefs start kicking in when they begin to have the conversation with their loved ones, and God bless them. They love us and want the best for us. But a lot of times what they think is the best for us is really not the, uh, not the best. And they all feel a sense of responsibility to tell us what we should be doing and what we ought not to be doing. So here I am, excited. I went to this excellent um, conference, and I heard something that triggered that desire inside of me to start my business. And I go back, and I'm on high. The, the mercury has hit the top of the thermometer. Um, I am on a high. And I am telling my relatives about it, and they are putting damper on it. So the minute I leave there, all those non-beliefs that has been suppressed inside of me saying, oh, yeah, my sister is right, my mother is right, my brother is right, everybody is right. Who am I to think that? And it keeps bugging and bugging and bugging at me. And some people will give up right there. Others will go and seek the resource and the support that will help them to work through that. However, there are many people who do not go and look for that support and, 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 and resource, and for that reason they give up and they never start what that burning desire inside of them, and they never live their dreams. So they die and leave here without their music being played, their buildings being architect, that painting be painted, and a list of other amazing dreams that they had. And, and that makes sense. I, I, I look at uh, things that do hold us back and that, that throttle our dreams, and, and one of the things that I see from my own background is is our religious upbringing. We're sort of taught that, you know, uh, we should wait until the afterlife to, to, to really go after the rewards, you know, that it's somehow wrong to want more than a certain amount of things? Do you think that comes into play a lot, too? Oh, absolutely. I would say that it really does. And I think that really comes from fear, from thinking that money, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of this, money is the root of all evil. Don't go after money. When in reality, there's nothing wrong with money. Money is just an exchange for the things, for a service. You, you should be compensated for that. And the problem is if you think money is going to solve all your problems, if you think money is the best thing in the world and, and forget about people and actually making a difference, that is a problem. But being ambitious and wanting to share your gifts with everyone, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I'm, I'm glad that you said that some people, I, I think you alluded to that, that some people hide behind that and say, well, I shouldn't aspire to do too much because then I'm bringing too much attention to myself. And in reality, they're robbing the the world of the beautiful gifts and the things that they, they were given to them. Um, and there's, not, there's no shame. There's nothing wrong with that. What do you mm-hmm. think, Seth? You know, the, the other important thing that people need to understand, uh, really, is that money is an energy just like electricity. So we are living in a civil world now where we aren't using cursing lamps anymore. Even in Jamaica where I grew up using a cursing oil lamp for lighting, I went back to my country now and everyone has electricity. And if people would consider money just as energy, a source, 
like they look at electricity, then they would understand that it's not this total power over you. It's what you do. So for those who say, as Catherine just said, that money is the root of all evil, money is not the root of all evil. If you are a person that is in possession of financial wealth and you're an evil person, you are an evil person before you got the money. The exactly. money had nothing, nothing to do with it. And, you know, you mentioned about our religious upbringing, Willie. I, I tell people all the time, you're walking around, you're professing Christianity and a belief in God. You are supposed to be showing abundance. You're not supposed to be scraping pennies together because our Father is the Father of the universe. He's not experiencing recession. There's no lack in the universe. We are creating this lack and living in mediocrity, and then people think to be a Christian, you're supposed to be poverty. And people, their their mindset is all twisted. And that's why a lot of people are running away from becoming entrepreneurs, becoming business people, because with with no disrespect to spiritual leaders and, and pastors, they are fooling the people, and people are not going out to seek the knowledge and the information for themselves. And that makes perfect sense. It, that, and that brings up a, a slightly different topic, which is... Uh, we we basically are selling our skills and and all those things for money, but a lot of us wonder if we're even on the right path. If we're we've chosen the right career field, if we're doing what we're meant to do, and a lot of us actually aren't happy with what we're doing. You know, we're we're, we're thinking, okay, I need to work to put food on the table and things like that, but I'm not sure I'm happy doing what I'm doing or that I'm doing the right. Thing that I'm doing what I was meant to do. Uh, you want to mm-hmm. touch on on that slightly? Okay, I, I'll take and then I, I'll I'll have Catherine touch on that. I always tell my clients, identifying and acknowledging your calling and your purpose is not rocket science. That thing that you get up every day and you are just having a yearning to do. That's what you were called to do. There, there are some people that they are going down the street and something inside of them saying, you know something, some kids are going to get killed here. You know, why don't they have a stop sign here? You know, there are other people that have been passing on that road for 40 years, and to them it doesn't mean anything. You know that somewhere in your calling and purpose, you were called to be an activist or an advocate for other people because that sign not being there for children's protection concerns you. The things that we would say, whether we get any exchange of money or not, we are going to go out there, come sleet, rains, sunshine, snow. We are still going to go up there. We open the door. There is snow piling up 40 feet up the door. We are still pounding through that snow, and we are going out there to make something happen. That's what you're called to do. When you realize that what you're doing has nothing to do with you personally, but it has all to do with helping other people make a difference in their lives, that's what you are called to do. So just do an inventory of yourself. What are you passionate about? What gets your adrenaline pumping? What puts the pep in your step? That's what you're called to do. And I want to pass it over to Catherine. I know she got a lot to say. <laughs> Thank you, Daphne. Absolutely. It's just interesting. People say, oh, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I'm called to do. But then they spend like 90% of their time doing something, and they call it, quote, unquote, a hobby, and it's super easy to do for them. They're very talented. 
people compliment them on that every single time they do it, and they still say, I don't know what I'm called to do. The thing is, we like to complicate things. We do know what we want to do. We do know what we're called to do, but we're afraid to say yes. But in reality, all we have to say is trust that if we have the gift, we're supposed to give it and use it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what, Catherine? A, a thought that just came to me here is in the in the religious community. There are lots of people. I know a particular person. Oh, she's an excellent shopper. She used to work at one of the men's finest clothing stores. And this woman can shop. She can style and everything. And you know what? I've known her for over 16 years, okay? She's still sitting down, have not started her business because she's waiting on the Lord. And I say to her, what does the Lord need to do is to hit you up your head with a three by four. He already gave you the skills and talents. Go out there and use them. And I look at at my co-host, Hattie. She is an expert at, uh, at getting publicity for her clients. And as I watch her online, I can see that she really, 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 first of all, seems to be good at it, and secondly, seems to enjoy it. You know, I, I see so many people who seem to be doing things online and, and in the offline world that they don't seem happy doing, and yet they, they're doing mm-hmm. it because they you know, get the food on the table. Um, uh, any thoughts on that, Hattie? Oh, I think when you are not walking in purpose, you're not existing. It's like you're breathing. You know, there's a saying over here, the lights are on but nobody's home. (laughs) So you have a lot of people walking around and the lights are on but Mm -hmm. no one's home because they're just not fulfilled. And to me, it's the worst thing in the world when you can't walk in purpose. Life is way too short. You know, I love all the media and I love PR. I love connecting with people. That's, Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. when something is in you, it's like a fire in your bones, and you cannot <laughs> sit down until you fulfill it. So, I'm loving Patty yeah. already, and I haven't even met her yet. Woo! Mm. <laughs> Thank you. The feelings mutual. I mean, I'm I'm learning a lot from this show, and I think both of you have got so much to give, and just the chemistry is just awesome. So, really informative. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Thank you, Patty. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it it is it is such an important thing that we learn to trust our inner dial or our intuition. A lot of people have strong intuition about what they are supposed to be doing. And instead of following that, they walk around and they ask a million people who has no power or control over their destiny. Oh, you think I should do this? You think I should do that? Oh, I got to go talk to the, the the minister and see if he thinks I am supposed to do that. I need people to wake up and trust their intuition. Yeah, that inner voice won't lead you wrong. But one of the things that we, we sense, though, many people sense, though, is when they start having a lot of success, and we talk about people hitting a, a glass ceiling or whatever, we self-sabotage, too, don't we? I mean, we don't believe that we deserve above a certain level of success. Maybe we shouldn't achieve more than our parents did or certain people Mm -hmm. around us did or whatever. We feel guilty if we achieve too much. What are your thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't really believe we deserve all the things. Go ahead. Yes. This is uh, Daphne again. This is happening to many people because of what we mentioned in the beginning, their inner demons, it is always whispering. It's that, that little gnawing voice. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, watch. You are stepping up there. You're acting like you're all that. You wait until the people hear about what you did. Yeah, you, they don't know yet, but they're going to know. And that voice, it starts whispering. And then before you know it, It takes over your entire mind, and it has total control over you. And you are just not going to make it. 
Yes, you can make it only if you do the inner work. It's not difficult. You just need to make the decision and say, listen, I've been at this stage for way too long. I know that there is so much more for me. I am going to go out there. I'm going to put pride. I'm going to put shame behind me, and I'm going to do my inner work. Ask for help. No one is an island. We do not need to be lone rangers now. Go out there. There are many, many help out there for people, but they first have to make the decision that they want to take the action to cure that inner demon that has been holding them back. You know, as as I I watch uh, even movie stars and people like that, I think that a lot of us feel like we're being phony, like we, we... we're on stage, we're acting like we're something more than we are. And so we, we don't actually, a lot of us don't actually believe ourselves that we are what we're showing the world that we are. And I think that's one of those inner demons you have to overcome, too. Would you not mm-hmm. agree? That's when you're there, you want to go? Yeah. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I think it's, it's just a matter of, of trusting this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's okay to do it. And having the courage, you really, yes, that means that it's not difficult. But the only difficult part is saying, yes, I'm going to do this. Yes, I'm going to trust that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And then actually doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think all of us, all four of us on here, we have probably grown up hearing the phrase, fake it until you make it. I've heard that phrase for many years. I refuse to use that phrase, because I am always operating in my authenticity and my uniqueness, but there's no reason for me to fake it. I cannot fake what's real. So people out there need to understand that, yes, you are unique, yes, you are authentic. So you keep practice, 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 doing, doing, doing. And you will not become perfect, but you will become improved. So you need to believe in yourself. And no, people are looking at competition and they're looking at that. There's no competition. The only competition there is, is your past and previous performance. So we are always focusing on the wrong things. And that's why people, in addition to their inner demons, They keep watching somebody else's picket fence instead of paying attention to their own and to brush the paint up so that they can just grow into their greatness. I think part of uh, us actually feeling like we're somehow being phonies or acting like we're more than we are is the fact that when we, we compare ourselves to others, and often mm-hmm. what we see in others is we don't see all the mistakes they're making. We don't see the That's flaws. Right. Yes. That's right. And we're comparing ourselves to the others' perfection, the others' things they're doing right when we don't see all the things they're doing wrong, all the mistakes they made, all the failures they had. And uh, I right. think it is important. That, yeah. That's right. You know, uh, Willie and um, every, everyone is on the call Every time I I hear people say, oh, they are lucky and they are overnight success, it always brings me back to the story of the bamboo tree. I'm sure you all have heard it, that some um, someone had planted a bamboo tree and they kept watering, kept watering. They were diligently watering and they never see a shoot. And one day they woke up and looked and the bamboo was all grown and tall. And it did not grow overnight, but all the love and attention and the nurturing that was given to that plant helped it to grow forth. And it's the same thing with ourselves. When we understand about what we ought to do and we do it diligently, we too will see our growth. As you say, Willie, you are so absolutely right. We never see the mistake that others make. 
And people talk about overnight success. Some people overnight success took them 42 years. Some 50 years. There are people who work jobs, retire, and then after retirement, they say, you know something? I've always wanted to bake red velvet cake and sell it, and now I'm going to do it. And they excel more than the job that they retire from. Follow our intuition, stick to our uniqueness, and pay attention to our authenticity. Yeah, absolutely. I think you touched on that, Daphne. I think it's great. It's consistency. No matter what happens, no matter what you see, it's just doing the same, the right things every day, the things that matter, and then not looking at what's not happening. Just continue to be consistent, and you'll get what you need to get, but you, have, right. to, you have to do it every day. That's right. That's right. Consistency. Just looking at your bio, Catherine, from what I can see, you've pretty much gone full circle. So from not fulfilling your dreams to pretty much smashing through it all and doing exactly what you desire. Can you give us a brief rundown of how you were able to do that in the family context and how you were able to really smash through? Did you have mentors? Did you have support in that scenario? Oh, my goodness, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab at that and I'll pass it on to Daphne. It's amazing how they say that the mind that created the problem cannot solve it. So you have to look outside of yourself and say, okay, I have these issues. Um, I haven't been able to, to fix them, and I have to go work with somebody that has been there and has been able to move forward to be able to change, to be able to move from this from the place of their stuff. So working with people that are more advanced, people that have been there, and people that have the short, I always say, why do you want to learn the hard way? I pay my, my coaches for the shortcuts because they made mistakes too. They just have learned in a, in a different place that I am. So learning from somebody else, investing in yourself is the best thing that I have ever done, and I recommend all my clients and my friends to do it because it's a faster way to success. What do you think, Daphne? Um, Patty, I'm going to answer with part of my life story. I lost my mother at the tender age of 13. And prior to that transition of mama, she was an asthmatic. My father was a farmer. And when she had her asthmatic attack, I stayed home with her out of school. And the one thing my mama always said to me, sweetie, you are going to be a good nurse one of these days. Because when she had difficulty breathing, I used to sit her up in the bed and I would press her head against my chest and hold her back. And she saw those qualities as me being a good nurse. And she said to me, the only difference with what you're doing now, you're going to be wearing a cap and a white uniform because that's what nurses wore in Jamaica. And my mother died at 13, and I could still, until today, I can hear my mother's voice inside my head telling me, sweetie, you can do whatever you want to do. Yes, I, I did went to nursing school, but even when I worked in the hospital as a nurse, I did things differently. I'm always talking. I would go to administer medication, and I wouldn't just say, oh, Mr. Crawford, sit up and take your medicine. I would ask Mr. Crawford who visited him when I was off, what he had for lunch, what he had for dinner, what else did the doctors said. And the last thing, oh, by the way, Mr. Willie, sit up and take your medication. And my, my coworkers always Pick on me to say, why you always have to be talking to the people? It takes you so long. So, although I did not attend high school, that voice about my mother telling me I was going to be a good nurse and I can do anything that I wanted to do, even when I started going to nursing school, I pursued continuing education. I did not know about coaching until I came to the United States. And when I found out about coaching, I have not stopped until now. I tell people, my biggest investment 
It's in my books, my library, and in my coaching. Because in order for me to give my clients the best of me, I have to have the best inside of me to give. So personal investment is a must. Yeah, it is. And definitely listening to the right people, having a cheerleader, people that believe in believe more in you than you believe in yourself. Kathy yes. and I can call each other out at any moment and just sing each other's phrases and say, you're an amazing coach. I love what you do. I believe in you. And that, even though we are at a different level from other coaches, you still need to hear that. You still need to be reminded from time to time that you have value, that what you do is needed and wanted. And the more you hear that, then you get reassured and you can continue on your journey. But thinking mm-hmm. that you can do it on your own is just a big mistake. That's right. That's right. I, I'd like to circle back around. Uh, we earlier talked about uh, uh, people who tell you, you know, be realistic. Uh, don't uh, aim too high because they're trying to protect you to an extent from disappointment. But mm. aren't some of those people jealous or that they somehow <laughs> feel that if you achieve too much, you know, that something's going to go wrong? In your relationship or whatever, your relationship. With oh them. my goodness! Yeah, that's a great that's a great question, and I have experienced that. I'm experiencing it right now, actually. And their fear is that she's going to leave me behind. She's mm-hmm. going to leave me behind. I haven't done what I should have done a long time ago. Now she comes. He, now he comes, and it's going to pursue what I always wanted to do. And then it's like a mirror to them. It, it's painful. So. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to have compassion in that sense, realizing that it's a painful situation for them. But at the same time, we have to be compassionate and move forward at the same time. We cannot allow their fear or their lack of action to hold us back because then we're going to have that regret. I always tell my clients regret is the one thing that you don't want to have to do. You might as well fail and look back when you're 85 and you're sitting on your rocking chair and say, you know what, I failed, but I failed, and I'm trying doing what I want to do. So it's, I, I always think that it's better, I'm better off knowing that I couldn't do it and instead of having that doubt, could I have done it? You know, could, could that have been possible? And mm-hmm. just knowing that being able to move here at the age of almost 19 years old with no language skills, no connections, and being able to go to college and learn a second language as an adult and climbing the corporate ladder and then having a successful business, all that is possible and I see people that arrive here at the, at the same time as me, some even before that, and they're still lo- working those jobs when I met them, you know, 20 years ago. So having the determination in not listening to the discouragement and their fear, it's key. You know, uh, uh, Willie, I I love, I, I had a big old smile on my face when you asked that question because I love when I'm being asked that question. Because I put on my million-dollar smile, and I always pat the person on the shoulder, and I said, whose reality are you referring to? And they always have a puzzled look on their faces. Because years ago, I understand that people, as Catherine said, they don't want you to move ahead. And when they try to to put an anchor on you, it's because you are showing them up. With You are not doing it intentionally, but you are showing them up, and they don't want to be exposed. So a long time I understand that when people ask me those questions or make those remarks to me, it has nothing to do with me. It has all to do with them and their 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 delinquent behaviors, their goals that they have procrastinated on, their dreams that they have put down the drain, and all those things. So I just know that, listen, you focus on your reality, I am going to focus on mine, and when the time comes, should we meet again, we could exchange some stories. Okay, so so to an extent, you're saying you need to maybe uh, get rid of those people in your in your your immediate life, uh, you know, not let them hold you back. But suppose some of those people are uh, your spouse or a close relative, you know, you can't just push them aside. How do you deal with that? No, but you know something, Willie. What I tell my clients: 
when these people are your family members, you know you're having holiday gathering with them. You can have dinner with them, the main course. There's no rule that says you have to stay for dessert because you know a lot of the small talk and degrading things will be taking place during dessert. So always take your dessert to go and excuse yourself. You are there for dinner. And don't yeah. feel guilty. And you have to understand that if you are continuously if you are continuously in a group or in number of groups where you are the smart, smartest one, you have outgrown that group and you are preventing someone else from growing. So we have to keep examining ourselves and know when a specific season is over. And don't dilly-dally when the season is over. Move on because not only are you stifling your growth, you are preventing somebody else from growing into their potential as well. Yeah, that is that is so true, Daphne. And you know how I experienced that recently with a group that I have to, that I have definitely outgrown. And sometimes, I'm going to be honest, it's going to be painful. But if mm-hmm. they're holding you back, if they are promoting your own success, you have to move on. And you can either limit the exposure, but there are some people that I call emotional vampires. Now, when you leave their presence, you feel drained, you feel down, you even feel depressed. So when it's at that extreme, limiting the exposure is not going to be enough. Sometimes you have to uh, remove them completely, and that is a painful decision, but it is, at the end of the day, it's the best decision ever. I had a one group of people, and it was painful, but i got to tell you, I've never been happier. I have attached myself to a new group of people that are supportive and optimistic and going in the same direction that I'm going. So I am going to encourage all the listeners, all the people that are here now or are listening to the replay, to please look for your for your tribe. Look for people that believe what you believe, that go into the way you're going, and that want to be your cheerleader. You know, the, the bottom line, really, that people need to always focus on Am I adding value here? It's not what people are able to give you, but what you are able to give them. So ask the question, am I able to add value here? And be honest with the answer because you can only deceive yourself. You can't deceive any anybody else. And, you know, just live unapologetically. You know, don't give an excuse and say, oh, I'm not going to come back to the meeting because. Just tell people, listen. I have enjoyed the time here with you, and if you guys think I can continue to add value in the future, reach out to me and let me know. For right now, i got to move on somewhere else. Okay, that makes perfect sense. And, uh, Hattie, I'm not hearing much from you. Did you have something you wanted to add to it, too? No, I mean, it's... um I'm just listening and learning. It's been really insightful. Uh, okay. I do, <laughs> uh, I do want to throw out actually is, you know, we've talked a lot about self, but what do you do to relax? How do you unwind? You know, when it's all said and done, how do you switch off and just have time with self? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Patty, and it's something that unfortunately many. Uh, executives and entrepreneurs are guilty of not doing, and it's, burnt, like we say, burning the candle from both ends. And I'm just going to pass it off to Daphne in a second, but I just wanted to say uh, by having done this myself at the beginning of my career of going, 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 not taking time time, uh, time off to, you know, smell the roses and, and really recharge, really taking time off. It's not just to, to uh, rest and, and take some time off, but really – to come up with new ideas, to let, let your your soul and, and your mind um, come together and just really experience the calmness of a beautiful view, uh, a beautiful beach, or having a meal. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever gone to Europe or gone to another country where a meal is a production. And oh. imagine being on a table and laughing until you cry. I don't know if you ever, it's ever happened to you. You're laughing so hard, tears come down your face, and you'll are enjoying that meal for two, three, four hours. 
And unfortunately, today we don't do that. We have a meal 15, 20 minutes, and we're gone. Mm-hmm. I love those meals when you are experiencing people, where you really are connecting and you're not looking at your watch and you're not having just a quick bite. You are really having an experience. And that is what a business and a real career should feel like, where you are experiencing life on a daily basis and you are refreshing your mind and your soul as you go. What do you think, Daphne? You know, uh, I am a work in progress. I I got to make a confession to the world. There was one time in my life where I was not only burning the candle from both ends, I was burning the middle too. And I had to wake up and I had to smell the coffee. And I have to say, I am such a lover of the water. To relax, I can just take a chair. I can just go by the lake. I can just sit down. I can just close my eyes. I relax. I love music. I'm not a lover of television, although I have television show, but I am not someone who regularly watch television or watch movies. I am an addict to retreats. I love to go to retreats. Where I can go, I can have my quiet time. I get time to do the lab rest. I get time to do my journaling and just quiet time. And especially like in the fall seasons, I love retreats around the fall because I can just admire the different foliages and and things like that. I, I too love food. I love body massages. And the only thing that I really do regularly for me is to get a manicure, a pedicure. I love good conversation and laughter. And I have another addiction, which is herbal teas. I would sit and I would just have a pot with 8, 10, 12 cups of jasmine tea and just listening to my my favorite speaker or reading my special book. I do not read novels. All of my books have to do with personal development, transformation, training, soul searching, and all of that. So, And I have it on my intention board that this is the year for me to get involved in an intimate relationship because I've been single from 1985, so it's time I up my status on that. So that's what I do for me. And part of what I'm hearing, though, is, well, what I'm thinking is so many of us who are hard chargers, uh, working really, really hard, we don't always appreciate the need or the value of just taking time to to recharge. I, I know uh, Hattie's over in, in Europe uh, where they tend to take more vacations than Americans. I, I knew, know people mm. who haven't taken vacations in years, but I know that uh, in certain countries they take lots of vacations, you know, like three or four times as much as the average American does. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but last, you do need to stop and recharge. Yes. Exactly. We need to recharge. Last week I was in a conversation with a lady from France. And she said to me, Daphne, when does America take holiday? You guys don't go on vacation. Everybody is work, work, work. And I said, you are so right. Besides the teachers, very few people have set vacation where they say, I'm taking this off and, and time off and that. We don't invest in that enough. And entrepreneurs, we think we are indispensable, and we don't want to stop to take the break, to delegate, to do something. And I think it has a lot to do with mistrust, because we don't trust the people we have around us. We want to micromanage, and we think if we take time off, everything is going to fall apart. And we don't see that as important. And the next thing people say, I've heard it with my own two years. I can't afford to take a vacation. I'm not making enough money. And I tell them, you need to take the vacation and tend to yourself so you can start making money. 
because they don't see it as an investment. They see it as an expense. Catherine? Yeah, no, I think you're right. Thank you, Daphne. It's a mindset. It's a mindset for sure. Um, We're both island girls, and and we both love the ocean. I, I cannot tell you how... When I go and see palm trees, palm trees for me have a magnetic power to just calm me down. And I, you know, I am a very high energy person, but I get close to the ocean. I see the palm trees. I hear the lullaby of the waves coming mm. and going. And I'm just so, just saying that, just transformed there for sure. And the smell gets me for sure because it's just serene. It just gets into my nostrils and it just it has that power center me again and calm down and realize everything is okay in the world. I don't have to rush. I don't mm. have to run. Everything is as it should be. When you're in that state, you're going to get so many ideas. You're going to get clear yeah. because what busyness does is mm-hmm. it blocks you. Business mm-hmm. just uh, blocks you, and then you're not able to have, to have that $1 billion ideas that really change the world and your community. So That's right. Taking, right. a break, taking a break and a vacation really should be an expense that you add to your bottom line and do it every quarter if you can. Just go away every quarter for two, three weeks and surround yourself with an environment and people that are advanced and people that are going somewhere already. Mm-hmm. You, you know, in addition to, to, to that, one of the things I found out a couple of years ago is the importance of movements in our bodies, dancing, laughing, running, jumping, just moving your body. And I find out that when I do those things, I become extremely creative. And this is why you, I don't know, Willie, if you or or Patty have that experience where you go to a lot of events now And there are classes built in for laughter where a presenter would come on stage and that entire presentation has to do with laughter because that triggers a creative energy that the business people there would be able to create million-dollar ideas at the snap of a finger. That thing is just magnificent. And, you know, I encourage the listeners to even do it yourself. You don't have to go to uh, an event where it's happening. Get up every day and spend 30 um, 30 minutes laughing hysterically, just laughing, 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 and you see how productive your day will be from that activity. Yeah, I could see that releasing a lot of tension, and it, you know, we we do need to take time to recharge. Now, I take uh, some years two or three cruises. I also plan this year on taking a full thirty day vacation. Uh, I won't say when yet or where yet, but I also do plan on. I know you guys have a uh, a retreat planned for Montego Bay in, in Jamaica. I plan on being at that, too. You want to tell our listeners about that, though, because we're down to about uh, seven minutes to go. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take this time away real quickly. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> Daphne and I have, and our team, have put together an experience, and that experience happens to take place in Jamaica. We have put a program in place for high achievers, people that are working really hard and are making are making things happen, but need to refresh, need to connect, need to find out what, reconnect with their value and why they wanted to do what they wanted to do, and then remove the blockages. Because when we are becoming successful more and more, whether we want it or not, we hit ceilings and we just get concerned and we're worried and we just have to have someone come in and then remind us why we're doing what we're doing. And that's why we have created Ignite the New You in Paradise, which happens to be Jamaica, Montego Bay, and it's happening October 25th to the 30th. We have put together workshops of just high caliber because the people that we are bringing to Jamaica, they're just not anybody. You're coming to talk and eat and connect with high power coaches and executives that are changing their world and want to expand that even so 
that's what we have put together, and we just cannot wait to see everyone in Jamaica. Daphne? And that, you know, we don't have a lot of time, and there's not much more for me to say because I know we have a, a, a wonderful offer for the listeners. But this retreat is for men and women who are ready to unveil their brilliance. And that's all I, I need to add to everything that is said, and I want to pass the mic back to Will. I, I posted a link in the chat room, which is woolliecrawford.com. That's just a, a, a referral link that lets us track that people found the, uh, the site through the show. It's woolliecrawford.com forward slash Jamaica with a capital J. And then uh, 2015 as in a year. So WillieCrawford.com forward slash Jamaica with a capital J 2015. And that'll take them over to the site that it describes and shows pictures of, of the uh, the venue and everything that's going going to happen uh, during the retreat that, again, I will be at uh, along with my wife. And uh, I'll be there largely unwinding uh, and I'll also post uh, some uh, more information on the site about like uh, gifts and things that we'll have for you uh, if you um, if you uh, go ahead and uh, get signed up. But the one thing is that this is not a free retreat, of course, and uh, it's going to increase in price. Though that's only twenty six, is it not, Daphne? Yes, um, from the twenty six, and uh, I just want to tap a little uh, on that. We have negotiated um, discount airfare. So for, for your listeners who take action today, Willie, tomorrow they are going to be able to access the discount airfare information. The, the hotel is all-inclusive. We have negotiated a round of golf, 15% discount in the um, Zalara, Hilton, Hyatt Zalara Spa, we have also negotiated for those who are um, attending every day your mini bar in your room, whether you're an alcoholic or non-alcoholic um, drinker, that will be fully stocked each day at no additional cost to you. So we have gone to bat for you. And it is an all-adult Resort. So you've got to be 18 and above to attend. So hire a babysitter for the children. It's a, uh, a business write-off. So you and your spouse can go there and unwind and recharge so you can come back and do in your business that thing that you always wanted to do all along. We will also have... Uh, joint venture experts there, so you never know what kind of partnership you are going to come back with. And you do have uh, training sessions uh, scheduled too, I mean, uh, guided um, interactions. Yes, yes, we have that. We are going to have um, mastermind groups together. We are going to have island tours. We are going to have a one-on-one -on -one coaching with um, Catherine and myself. So there's going to be a lot of up-close and personal opportunity with us. Okay, and we're, we're down to less than a minute to go according to the timer. I've watched it on my screen. Uh, so I, I just want to uh, give people that URL again, which is WillieCrawford.com forward slash Jamaica, and that's with a capital J, and then 2015 as in the year, and they they can read all about the, the retreat from there. I uh, want to um, give you guys a, the last uh, 40 seconds to share any closing thoughts. Thank yeah, you, Willie, for um, supporting this event, and we look forward to seeing your listeners there. Thank you, Patty, for staying up with us, and we just honor you both for the work that you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We had a really a lot of fun, and, and really, we just love what we do. We love sharing. We love encouraging people, and we just cannot wait to see them all in Jamaica. Thank you so much. Patty? Thank you. It's been a really great show, and it's been wonderful having you on, so thanks for your time. 
very high energy, and we are out of time, so um, we'll go ahead and wrap things up. It's still being recorded, actually, but it's not streaming over the Internet any longer. So uh, thanks to all of you guys, and I look forward to uh, seeing some of you in Jamaica. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to spending time with you, Willie. Thank you so very much. Thank you.